the Public News Service Daily Newscast, July the 19th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Groups representing young people in Montana hope to stop a slate of election laws going into effect before the state's primary, which happens in June. More on that from our Eric Tegadoff. The Forward Montana Foundation, Montana Public Interest Research Group, and Montana Youth Action are challenging three laws passed by the legislature in 2021, including an end to Election Day registration and stricter voter ID laws that require another form of identification with a student ID. Riley Summers Flanagan, who heads Upper Seven Law, is representing the group. When you have a bunch of laws that restrict voting or that even nominally make voting more difficult, those laws will interact with one another to land most heavily on youth populations. So you're just going to see a natural reduction in youth turnout because you've made it more complicated for them. The groups also are challenging a law that prohibits ballots from being sent out to voters before their 18th birthday, even those who will be 18 by Election Day. Montana lawmakers and Secretary of State Christy Jacobson say these laws are necessary to ensure the integrity of the state's elections, a top concern for Republicans. A hearing scheduled for March 10th, the court will also hear other challenges to election laws, including a suit from Native American groups on the law ending Election Day registration. Not enough has been done to prevent another catastrophic power grid failure like the one in Texas last February. That's according to the group AARP Texas. They warn consumers will foot the bill for what comes next. A rare winter storm left millions without power and 246 Texans dead, almost two-thirds over age 60. AARP's Tim Morstad estimates gas and electric customers will pay more than $6 billion in their utility bills to cover cleanup costs from winter storm URI with none designated for grid improvements. He adds changes proposed by regulators to revamp the electric market lack cost analysis and public input. And ultimately it comes down to the pocketbook because while we all want and support a reliable electricity grid, we want to make sure we're getting what we pay for and we want to make sure that the public's voice While improvements may be needed and beneficial, Morstad says the initial price tag at $1.7 billion a year to be built into customers' utility bills is alarming. I'm Roz Brown. For The Guardian, the Biden administration quietly launched its website for Americans to request free at-home COVID-19 tests on Tuesday, a day before the site was scheduled to officially go live. The website's called covidtest.gov. It features a form run by the United States Postal Service where people can order four at-home tests per residential address. This is PNS. The second year of the 134th Ohio General Assembly officially starts today as both the House and the Senate convene. One of the most urgent tasks for lawmakers will be to rework the 15 congressional districts they approved in November, which were invalidated by the the legislature has until mid-February to approve a new map. And while the biennium budget was a focus in 2021, this year it's the capital budget. Desiree Timms with the group Innovation Ohio explained it provides funding for state agency infrastructure needs as well as local community projects. This is why people vote for their state reps and their state senators. We're looking to them to to manage the budget and to make sure the money and taxpayer dollars return back into communities. This is something that people on the ground will feel immediately. Legislators will submit priorities for new capital projects by August 1st. Some bills expected to be advanced this year include HB 376 to help protect consumer data, HB 389, which would restore components of Ohio's gutted energy efficiency law, 
and SB 236, which enables insurers using an online platform to automatically enroll purchasers in digital communications. Mary Sherman reporting. Meantime, it's been nearly a year since North Dakota began collecting racial data on people accused of committing crimes. In March of 2021, a rule was established for prosecutors around the state to include the defendant's race, as perceived by law enforcement, when filing a criminal complaint. Judge Anthony Swain Benson of the Minority Justice Implementation Committee says, in an era of racial reckoning, it's vital to know if North Dakota's system favors certain populations over others. Our justice system is everybody is is treated equally under the law. That's what we're based on, and so if that's not the case, we need to take steps to address that. He says a review of the initial data is expected to begin this spring. I'm Mike Mowen. Finally, Lily Bolke tells us more than two and a half million Americans stutter at some points in their lives. A Michigan researcher is among those learning more about the genetics of stuttering. There is no known cure for it, but experts say newly identified genes associated with stuttering can help them find out if there are links to other conditions or possible treatments. Shelly Jo Kraft, who directs the Behavior, Speech, and Genetics Lab at Wayne State University, says the new genes are helping researchers learn more about the factors that contribute to stuttering or protect people from risk. We've known stuttering is inherited for a long time, but there's been a lot of community misinformation about stuttering, a lot of stigma, a lot of misconception about why someone stutters. She says having more information about how the genes operate that lead people to stutter can help push back against those misconceptions to show that stuttering isn't a personality trait or caused by a traumatic event. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported. Heard on radio stations, big and small. Find your trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.